The Boundless Authenticity Podcast presents to you the Portal to Ascension series. The Portal to Ascension Conference will be held April 21st to 23rd, 2023 at Marina Village Conference Center, San Diego, California. After three years of a collective dark night of the soul, the Portal to Ascension Conference is returning live and in person and is fully activated for the mission ahead of us all. As energy continues to shift and hidden truths are being uncovered, we are piecing together the fragmented parts of our existence to create awareness of the truth of who we are and remember our connection to the cosmos. This event is all about deprogramming ourselves from the outdated matrix system and remembering who we truly are at the core. Discover ancient origins, uncover hidden truths, and recover your true identity with guest speakers Alan Steinfeld, JJ and Desiree Hurtock, Linda Moulton Howe, Robert Schock, Caroline Corey, Robert Edward Grant, Barbara Lamb, Michael Cremo, Ra of Earth, Adam Apollo, Neil Gar, Joan of Angels, John Block, Deborah Gusty, Michelle Anderson, Eric Rankin, Geraldine Orozco, Sherea Dharma, Lori Wheeler, Torcom G, Lori Spania, Tangila, Jenna Layden, Sheila Seppi, Larissa Stowe, Fox Angeles, Stargate Experience, and Share the Light. Get tickets at ascensionconference.com. On this episode, I have a very informative conversation with Geraldine Orozco, who is a clinical hypnotherapist, meditation instructor, NLP, MBSRT, Qigong instructor, and owner of San Francisco-based Bay Area Meditation, which offers virtual corporate meditation programs internationally. Geraldine experienced a life-changing interdimensional contact experience which resulted in the activation of psychic abilities of the multidimensional body and energy field. In 2017, Geraldine underwent hypnotic regression therapy. Regressions uncovered a lifelong history of contact. Geraldine utilizes her medical and clairvoyant intuition to see soul fragmentation, Akashic records, the morphogenetic hologram in all dimensional layers. She created DNA reprogramming in order to reintegrate fragmentation of the soul. Geraldine dedicates herself to the dissemination of knowledge of hybridization programs and the re-examination of the commonly held dogma of the human genetic timeline, historical record, and healing of the human biostructure. You can find Geraldine at hybridmother.com, bayareameditation.com, or instagram.com slash geraldine.y.orozco. So Geraldine, how's it going? Hi, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me here. It's such an honor. Awesome. Thank you for being on with me. So go ahead and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Geraldine Orozco. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. I specialize in something called epigenetic psychotherapy. And my primary area of work is working with um, integration of trauma, ancestral, uh, from the epigenetic standpoint, how, how collective trauma is passed down genetically. Um, but also this work, I, I ended up at this work as a result of my contact experience in 2013, which triggered uh, an activation of psychic abilities. And if, if it if it wasn't for that those psychic abilities. It was uh, essentially a, a medical psychic ability to see internal organs, the multidimensional field. Um, 
I don't think I would have been able to understand the connection between trauma, uh, interdimensional contact, and DNA. And um, essentially, I was introduced to hybrid children, children that were said to be mine in this experience. And it was uh, shattering from my previous realm of knowledge and understanding of our reality. So completely, I wasn't someone that even really believed in interdimensional contact in that way as such a physical, experiential thing until that experience. So it kind of shifted everything. Um, yeah, so it took several years to kind of um, even begin to talk about it even understand the language in how to research the information. Um, but what I discovered, and I'm owner of Bay Area Meditation here in San Francisco, we teach corporate meditation programs as well as individual training. Um, my source of knowledge has always been meditation. And this is how I found my answers, uh, things that I would not be able to be uh, found outside. So I became a clinical hypnotherapist as a result of that and uh, just um, changed my life completely. Well, I'm so happy you said all of that stuff, but the part about meditation being your source of information, loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something I shout at the top of rooftops all the time right. and uh, <laughs> very few ears are open to hearing it <laughs> yes I, or to do the work and I, it's understandable i mean especially over the past couple of years we've gone through a major uh kind of an uprooting of all kinds of things everything's falling apart constructs of reality um ability to discern family circles nucleus the way that we feel a lot of internal wars about what's right what's wrong um, and being able to trust that intuition so meditation is key it's been difficult for many people to do it over the past couple of years but we're coming back into an opening now where that is available it's more available to people to connect and even raising up another octave of frequency in which we can access more see more more intuition um, I believe that this is the technology of the human um, that is advancing collectively, bringing us into the future, the next level of communication and vision as well. So we'll see. Again, happy you said that. <laughs> I agree, you know. Um, so tell us about your story of contact. Sure. So uh, my contact experience occurred. So I just want to preface that with the fact that uh, I had taken about four months off work. I, I'm, I was owner of an event planning company and I was doing very high end events, had a very busy life. And uh, there were some deep, profound questions about the nature of reality, including love and emotions and um, purpose that started to arise. And so it took me into a retreat. Uh, and I went into retreat for about those four months where I would meditate about nine hours a day. And in this meditation is where I began to learn. I taught myself how to deprogram deep-seated programs, everything from your personality to your identities, uh, just Un undoing all of those parts of myself until it took me down to the roots of my connections with my ancestral lineage. And as I traced these emotional roots down the lineages, um, I was I found that at the root of all of these belief systems were constructs of our reality. Um, and the question was, who is in charge of creating these constructs and for what purpose? So it takes you down into the historical lineage. If you trace back our, our human history, back to the origin of time, we begin to see that there's a lot of inherited um, programs that are in, in, installed into humanity, including everything from shame, manipulation of fear, 
um, and concepts of compartmentalizing reality, which are what we know as the matrix. And all of these carefully created and inputted through religious concepts, um, as well as politics, you know, and the way that uh, culture as well, through social engineering. So when I became aware of that, I began to also become aware of another level of that information. And this is where I had my contact experience in October of 2020, uh, 2013, where um, I, in the middle of the night, uh, went to bed about 12 uh, and was woken up at exactly 3.33 in the morning to an incredibly white light in my room that in, besides the fact that my window was completely closed, my shades were closed, the light lit up wall to wall, floor to ceiling, everything. And I, you know, couldn't continue sleeping. It kept making me want to wake up. So as I wake up, I wait for a minute and I think there might be someone outside of the, a car. I live on a, cur- a curb, a very quiet suburban neighborhood. So there's like not a lot of traffic there, you know. So um, for a minute, it, it scared me, you know, it sent a chill down my spine. Um, but I got out of bed, I waited for a little bit, listened quietly. I didn't hear anything but a very, very small rumbling vibration sound, very, very low sound. So I look at my phone, I see the time, I put it down, I walk to the window. And when I walk to the window, I look outside. And as I'm on my tippy toes looking outside, my entire body paralyzes. And I am literally drawn in that paralysis out of my window. I feel myself going through the window. Um, I feel my body coming apart, literally and kind of coming back together um, on the other side. And as I'm standing outside of my house on top of my garage, there's a, a, the roof on top of the garage, um, the, a light from the left here, gigantic white light, emerges these six little shadows that then form into these shapes of beings um, that have larger and large heads are about seven foot tall beings. Um, they look like, gigantic uh, kind of an exoskeleton body um, and they are they're kind of grayish color and as they come close to me you know they have these incredibly gigantic eyes and I mean obviously you know I was horrified because I at that time I, I never was interested in sci-fi films I didn't watch any films about ETs that would have been able to create an image like this it was just shattering for me um, so at that point um, I was brought in with them it, it was as if time stood still there was no wind there was no sounds animals walking around no cars nothing absolute silence so as I'm brought into this craft, um, I'm stepping into the craft, and the craft is like a light, but it doesn't stay exactly in one shape. It's kind of like a plasma technology of some sort, um, and it is conscious and it's organic. And I don't know how better way to explain that, but as you step into the craft, it literally responds to you. There is a kind of lavender pinkish light, metallic lavender pinkish light, unlike anything I've known here, that it emits uh, internally and it is a double-sided kind of donut-shaped entrance because it's a lenticular shape and when I go to the left um, I'm being brought into this space where a hologram is created I suppose to kind of cover the interior maybe not see exactly where I'm going but direct me exactly where I need to go and um, as I as they show me this this hologram of this obtuse glass uh, building I'm stepping inside 
outside, everything looks very fake. There's this incredible little Japanese garden on the backside that it looks very fake. Uh, and I turn around and I look back to where I came and I see two tall greys with my aunt in her nightgown being walked in front of me. And as I'm about to call her name, you know, I'm trying to see like, you know, what are you doing here? Um, she's completely unconscious. She's just walking in between them and she gets taken in on the other side of that hologram, just through the hologram. And next thing I know, they remove everything, and now I'm inside of the field, inside of this uh, craft. And um, I'm looking around, and to my right, there's this beautiful oval console with this incredible hologram of the universe, of planets and stars that I believe is some kind of navigation system. And beyond that is... Uh, the craft is translucent. I can see through. I can actually see the stars on the other side of that. And as I pan across the room, there are three greys. Now they're shorter greys, probably around three, four feet tall, holding this holographic prism um, and with eight layers from which all kinds of information starts to emerge. From the first layer starts to emerge this alien language. It's a sim symbols, dots, mathematical um, symbols that we know as humans. But the more I would try to focus, the less I would understand, the less I would try to focus and just watch. I began to get telepathic images. And the images that I got were overwhelming because it was over. it was images that were incredibly expansive concepts that included the individual in the state, the city, the, the country, the world, the planet, the solar system, and the universe. Um, that's how each thought form was kind of translated through this communication. And, you know, it was just mind-blowing. So um, all of that occurred. And from the next layer, um, they put those words into a notebook, I guess, letting me know that I was going to have access to that information later. Um, but it, from the second prism came out planets, uh, and I recognized the constellation as a constellation of Pleiades, uh, the Seven Sisters. And I know the Pleiades as the Seven Sisters because as a child, for some reason, I would be able to find this constellation and I would pray to it. I would say... Uh, please, Mother of Aquarius. I don't know why I would say that back then. I didn't know. Now I know. But I would I would recite this, and it would be my kind of spiritual experience. Um, and we were taken to the planet Maya. So I got we we went we traveled to the planet Maya, and I they show me the planet in detail. Um, I see the terrain completely different, Earth structure completely different. Um, you know, chemistry, physics, everything, uh, the beings there, and they show me a series of things there and my connection to it, essentially. Um, and then, you know, we are brought back. And, uh, and I'm telling you the short version just because it's very long with all kinds of little details, but just so you understand, I guess, an overview of the experience. Um, the most impactful thing after that was that um, from the next layer came out eight little lights, and from those eight little lights, four children manifested in front of me. And as soon as I saw those four children, this is now back in the craft, um, the four children make on eye contact with me and I recognize myself in them. They recognize me. And it was just this incredible maternal instinct that I knew that this was something that came from me and that, you know, I began to search my memories. How could I have forgotten that I had these children? It was very confusing and, um, you know, quite shocking at the time. Um, 
but as as we made the exchange, then the children knew that I was there only to present, they, they to just meet them, uh, and that's it. And the children then vanished. There were four of them, different. They were hybrids, which means that they were a combination of humanoid and another kind of species. One species that looked reptilian, and I, I know that that sounds pretty interesting, but literally kind of skin that would look like scales, and the form of their skull was just different. It was like a um, like mounds, like little bumps on top of the head. And the other one had enlarged head like a gray uh, and had really large eyes. The pupil of the, the eyes were like the size of our ocular sockets. And the colors were fantastic. The pigmentation inside of the iris was just insane and holographic. Um, you know, so it, it was just something out of this world. The skin was thin. It was like noodle type consistency. Uh, the hair, um, it was just, but, but the connection was profound. They, it was chilling because they could see and they knew everything about me, even more than I think I knew about myself at that moment. So that being said, you know, I became emotional because I said, you know, I can't leave these children now. Um, but they, they, I heard telepathically um, the, the word, uh, why do you suffer? It was a question. And they began to show me the matrix. And how they showed me that was they began to show me a flower and they took me down to the molecular level of that flower to begin to show me how the molecules are moving, how they create this network, holographic network, and how the souls uh, encapsulate into these holographic networks. And that was the beginning of a profound understanding of peace and interconnectivity and unity that transcended anything I'd ever experienced. And when I then, uh, you know, after that experience, I find myself at the end of my bed upside down I, my body is aching, aching. And uh, as I open my eyes, I have like these burn marks. It's like little uh, red bumps and burns here on the sides of my eyes. Um, because I, I didn't mention that the light was so bright that it was it was stronger than the sun, this, this, this light of this craft. Um, and I was shaking, you know, I was shaking. And I, I was had my phone, I went to grab my phone, and I was going to call 911, I was going to call the hospital, because I was thinking, who do I talk to about alien children? You know, that was my first thought. And it was just, I didn't know what to do with it. You know, I, I, I was so uh, sick, kind of, because my body was just not adjusting. I went to bed the whole day. On Monday, when I went back to work, and I sat down in front of my client, it was like this world had changed completely. I could see the organs of my client. I can see energy, colors, lights, fields in her body. I mean, she was just this incredible being of light. And I could telepathically hear everything she was thinking and feeling and sensing in my body. Um, and I really couldn't, after I had to, after that session, go back home. Um, and I couldn't work for another three months. I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't do anything because of the level of sensitivity. Like it literally hurt my body to go into a grocery store. 
um, because of the sensitivity. I could hear people's thoughts at a mall, many of them. Um, so it took some time. And so this is what happened. It completely changed my mind about everything in this world, but it did answer my question, what is beyond this construct of, of what we know as the matrix? And from there began a, another level of understanding and opening a channeling that allowed me to understand even further. In 2017, I had a hypnotherapy and all of my hypnotherapies are public, so you can watch them. They're on my website. Um, but I am downloading and looking from the origin of time, essentially how our genetic lineages have evolved, including the hybridization program, which is essentially the sustainability of the matrix. And my, my biggest question was, what is free will and what role do humans play in this? What is the hybridization? What does it mean to sustain a matrix? And so I answer all those questions. So that's uh, kind of what, what occurred. Wow. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I'm glad that was the short version because I have so many questions that I don't think would be wise to ask at this point. <laughs> we would be talking for days. Yeah, right, days. it's a lot. Yeah. So let's fast forward to the last thing you said. What is the purpose of the hybridization? Because I've heard many theories before. I'm sure you've seen that guy, um, Tim Tactic, on, on Instagram. I so, don't know him, no. Yeah, he talks a lot about this kind of stuff. And he's usually on Cosmic Disclosure on like Gaia TV and things like that. I, he's spoken with Linda Moulton Howe and things like that. Okay. So I, I'm familiar with some of these concepts. I'm okay. also very intrigued by how you began this story because I had a similar experience, but it didn't go the way that yours went. Mine was very simple. I was laying in my bed. I used to live in a, a small town called Whitehall, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And just laying in my bed, the windows to my left side and the same phenomenon with the light that was so bright wow. came on. And I knew there was a light that would also that would always shine through that window and i was like why is that on so bright somehow did the curtain get pulled back or something but i said wait a minute that's too bright and as i tried to turn and look towards the window i went into the deepest sleep i've ever been into mm -hmm. and i don't remember anything so it's like they didn't want me to have that kind of experience <laughs> yeah, amazing yeah but when i woke up the next day i didn't feel very well my stomach i remember mm -hmm. my stomach hurt so badly i could mm -hmm. only put my head down at my desk I could hardly do any work or anything like that. I felt like I was going to get the flu or something. And then yeah. it subsided over the day or so. And I was like, what was that? I still have no clue what it is. I've never gone anywhere yeah. to find out. <laughs> so it yeah. caught my attention, you know? That's amazing. Well, now I have a support group called hybridmother.com. And we research these experiences and the phenomena to try to understand what's actually happening, you know. But there are, you know, there are many physical side effects as a result of contact, which is what makes interdimensional contact very interesting, um, you know. And one of the one of the biggest side effects is PTSD, you know, a, a traumatic experience that completely changes life. But there's clearly a biochemical 
side effect to that in the physical body that affects us. There are markings on the body that sometimes people find. And this is very much a physical thing, but it's also interdimensional. And a lot of the contact does occur in dream states, in very profound states of dream states, uh, you know, brainwave states. Um, but there is an element, and there, in, in my experience, for, for example, it was completely physical. And there are some people that have physical experience. And what I've learned is that it has to do with the vibrational frequency of the individual, where they're at. Can they process that? Can they integrate that? And usually through hypnotherapy, we are able to access those memories that are locked in the subconscious mind. They're locked in the hologram of the physical body. Um, so usually, I, you know, if I would work with someone like you, I would say, you know, if, the, if this is something you want to learn more about, they would advise to get hypnotherapy or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love the subconscious mind. My tail is wagging at just the thought of it. So anyways, let's go back to what I was saying. So tell us about the purpose of the hybridization program. And did you ever get the yeah. answers about free will and whatnot? Yes, well, to, to the... To the largest extent that it's possible to share, you know, at our level of understanding, because, you know, these things are beyond the human filters, uh, the role that the human plays in the greater collective. And, um, you know, my, where my journey took me was to understand what role does the humans, if, you know, if there's a hybridization program, you know, why humans? Why humans so special? Why are they being utilized? Was, am I, was I special? Was I specially selected for that? But when I began to open up to all of these people, I began to see hundreds of people, thousands of people have had these experiences. You know, so what's the pattern? And there have been many studies through history, um, such as the paper roll um, study that John Mack did about contactees and, and the kind of experiences that they have. And um, that was a very interesting look. But there hasn't really been a very dedicated study to the hybridization program. So I'm working on that myself now, um, trying to understand what are the parallels. And there are some really interesting parallels. Uh, I noticed that um, blood type plays a role. Blood type plays a role in the hybridization program. Um, and generational uh, history plays a role as well. Involvement in militaries in families, whether there's involvement, there's no involvement in militaries. Um, but all of these little external tips play a role to what makes the human a perfect candidate. And so we began, I began looking at that, right, and going, tracing it back to the origin. But when I, when I had that hypnotherapy in 2017, and it took me back to Mesopotamia, what I saw is that our origins as a human race actually starts as a hybridization program. The human race is actually a hybridized product of these interdimensional beings that merge in order to create humans and a reference for us is for example the book of enoch the book of enoch is discussing the union between these angels these fallen angels these angelic beings or you know beings from the sky that begin to merge to create the humanoids and from there begins a new genetic code um, and if you follow that genetic code through history, you begin to see that there are very careful uh, bloodlines that have been preserved through history. And there's a reason for that. When certain lineages are preserved, uh, information is strengthened. It's reinforced in the genetic construct of the organism. And so those 
structures that are reinforced in DNA then carry out into the human race as the populace grows and reinforces and sustains the vibrational frequency that creates the matrix, the realm. It is a product of those because those that um, created those kinds of bloodlines Essentially, their their agendas were primarily around the control and manipulation of mankind because the idea was to utilize the life force of these organisms in order to sustain, in order to survive. It's the survival mechanism. It is the inversion of what is natural, essentially, that's been implemented through history. So these bloodlines that have been kind of spread out through the human race, um, both have have been emerging from these control um, systems, but also something that we know as the Christic bloodline, the Christ bloodline, which essentially is the alchemical transmutation of that same bloodline into its highest octave of vibrational frequency. So as, as in everything, we live in a dualistic, three-dimensional realm in which we're here to experience that duality. And everything is here experiencing that way. So even that human evolution, of course, is going to partake in that duality. So these two uh, expressions of consciousness are embedded within the genetic code in every single human being. And as we know through history, everything from the Egyptians to the Mayans to the Hindus to South American uh, ancient cultures to the European, the Druids, all of these major ancient cultures, the things that they practiced back then were the, the cultivation of the ability to transmute and to leave the body, the practice of leaving the body in order to navigate higher dimensional planes, especially in dream time. This is why pyramids were built. This is why these sacred sites in connection with ley lines around the world were created in order to create runways of energy that help create conduits for the body to be able to, the soul to be able to essentially uh, be able to navigate in and out through, through the realms. And so these, these navigations are something that can be cultivated through the human internally, but they can also be supported by these external things. And the purpose of that is that external navigation is another realm into the interaction of a holographic DNA. Okay, So this earth DNA that we have in our body, in our physical body, we are holding all the history of evolution of mankind, whatever it is, uh, whether it's more control or whether it's this Christic consciousness, this alchemical transmutation, which essentially creates mutations in the DNA. And everything from the blood type that we have to the country that we're born in to um, our astrological sign, in, in a way, in a, in a very minor archetypal overlay, plays a role in how consciousness is organized in a self-organizing system on this planet Earth. And it connects with something called a morphogenetic field. Okay, the morphogenetic field is the instruction manual that tells this intelligence infinite potential how to form this limits of this physical body that create whatever this is. So that being said, embedded in that holographic DNA, which is everything that happens outside of the physical, when you navigate dream time, when you're interacting in your field, all of that genetic code is also part of the sustaining the matrix. And through cycles of evolution from the origin of time until now, we have been cycling because 
the way that this universe functions is in a spiral manner. This is the way that this nature has the intelligent way of uh, holding massive amounts of information is by coiling it. This is how our DNA functions, and it's also how nature expresses itself. But everything is cyclical. And so right now, we are going through, again, another pinnacle point. If you look through history, uh, humans reach a really high pinnacle point in history, and then they kind of go back down. It kind of goes like this, like this. So the hybridization program essentially is utilizing the human body, the soul, as an infinite source of life force in order to continue creating and connecting soul, essence, life force with the physical realm by creating a physical vessel or a non-physical vessel, because both are created. And there are, the different programs are both interdimensional and physical. So you and I, uh, we are products of a hybridization program. Our children would be uh, products of hybridization programs. And um, we have been seeing waves of children being born. Every single wave of children being born from indigo to rainbow to crystal, all of these names that we've adopted to those children is basically like uh, a new octave vibrational frequency that functions in parallel with this uh, spiral evolution that is a natural cycle of this organism called uh, life on earth. Okay, So essentially these organs are being born, um, organisms are being born um, into these timelines encoded with very specific information. These bloodlines, for example, mine, uh, I was able to revisit all of my past lives. Uh, past lives are simultaneous, so we can always access at any time. And what I find historically is that uh, many generations, I have accessed this Christic bloodline of information. And when people do that, they create mutations in their DNA that functions like vortices, which become portals, essentially. You become a portal. When you have a lot of that condensed implosion in the DNA over generations and generations, the human becomes super psychic and has the ability to leave the body really, really productively. And they become more conscious. They remember dream. They remember their, their ET contact. And so this is what happens. I was able to trigger that through meditation work, but there's a lot of humans that remember since childhood. And I am a, li a lifetime contactee. I've had contact since I was five years old, but I just didn't know that it was ETs in the way that we know them, you know, or in the way that we're now learning about them. So this hybridization program is essentially the sustainability of the matrix, both in the physical, creating new humans to continue sustaining the reincarnation cycle. And also interdimensionally, there's hybrids that create consciousness and sustain these uh, other overlays of major matrices in dimensional layers, which we exist simultaneously. We're also populating that with our genetic database because DNA is a, is a database that connects us to everything we've ever been and everything that we can become. And when you hybridize a DNA, let's say myself with a gray, uh, because of that DNA, I now have a portal into the DNA lineage that I can access at any time. And anytime this organism is utilized for the hybridization program, they have access to all of those portals as well. So this is where genetic modification plays a role. 
which is a very important important conversation that we need to start having now because we're start, we're starting to work with technology about artificial intelligence and also genetic modification of humans in order to create superhumans. This is a very real thing happening now, which is which I knew was going to come into about seven years ago, and now you know it's it's already coming out in the open. But we need to pay attention to what that means. Anything that changes our DNA is changing the course of how organic uh, life forms are evolving and uh you know traveling so i'll, I'll say that i feel like you're reading my mind a little bit <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay okay um, i wanted to ask you about the hmm. i'm just gonna be straightforward with it because i think this is yeah. probably how the majority of people who are in tune with this kind of thing would be viewing it it appears as though there is an attack on the rise of consciousness and it's being done through genetic modification and other things to kind of counteract what, you know, all the stuff that you're talking about. Is there any truth to that? Well, I can just tell you from my perspective. And I also used to think the same way when I first started uncovering this information, right? Because when you look at history and the, and the elements of systematic control that have been put into our social engineering, uh, one thinks there is a darker agenda to this. But when you begin to look at it from the higher, higher level, okay, so when I went into higher dimensions, look back at the earth at this connection, what it looks like actually is duality in its expression, in its natural expression, okay? So everything exists because the morphogenetic field, its intelligence and it's self-organizing intelligence. Nothing is occurring without exact purpose. Nothing, nothing at all. Otherwise, it would dissolve. If there was too much darkness, it would turn into a black hole and just turn into that, uh, you know, a, a, a parasitic, which is, which is what happens micro-macro in a fractal manner. We become black holes when we hate ourselves. Multidimensionally, we function in that way. Okay, and so in the same way, parasitism is a result of the rejection or the shadow aspect taking over some organism. But in this earth, we, we must maintain a balance, and there always is that balance. And I think that um, through manipulation of, of media, perhaps, many people believe and are you know being programmed and fed things that are not really true, but the person that wakes up and goes inside can see beyond that illusion to understand that everything functions in alignment with nature. And so our job is to come as close to nature as possible, find that nature function within us and express that out so that our vortex now becomes a co-creation as opposed to counter-creation. You know, so this is this is what I see. And this this works in everything, even the hybridization program. When we become conscious, we can choose what we want to do with our seeds, right? So the men, the seed, the female, the egg, these are these are the most potent creative life force available to humanity. And so we need to understand the value. We can't really just have children just because, because otherwise what happens is that you just repeat cyclical patterns of suffering and inherited trauma, and you are dormant, you're asleep, you're hypnosis, you know? But when you wake up from that, you now co-create and you create intentionally. And that's where all of these parasitic things can no longer touch and affect the human. You know, so this is kind of what I've, I've learned and what I've seen from these realms. 
Mm. See, that makes sense to me. I hope it makes sense to everybody that's listening. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. There is a lot of um, misinformation that um, it's coming down the pipeline from all sides. And I see some pretty outrageous things. So I'm glad that you brought in the element of parasitism, because I think that is one of the, the major overlooked um things that is happening right now on this planet mm -hmm. and um i know you know all about that and you're bursting to tell us all about that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll go step by step yeah um so let's talk about other ways that parasitism kind of occurs well, oh my God, there's so many um, dimensional layers, but the, my only focus is this way. This, this is something that I really want to share with people, that essentially the way that we function biochemically, bioelectrically, the physics and the laws of nature, how do we know what's true is by looking at nature. Because they're, they're, these are, when we follow the laws of nature, there is an inherent balance Okay, so when we begin to connect with this, we understand that uh, maintaining that balance in our organism, creating a homeostasis inside of the physical organism, then reflects because it projects. Because the nature of, of our reality is holographic. And that means that there is an origin of projection. And every human is the origin of projection. So when we are parasites to ourselves, we become parasites, we hate ourselves, we reject ourselves, we, we feel unworthy. Uh, all of these programs are basically an attack to ourselves. We create cancer in our bodies, we create autoimmune diseases, uh, the immune system becomes suppressed because the level of stress that we're having and the chemicals we're inducing in the body. I could go on and on about the systems of that, but essentially we destruct, we self-destruct. and. Because the, the universe, the world, and this universe is moving in a natural um, evolution or ascension, you could say, because we every, every single day, every single year is a new octave of vibrational frequency as we ascend. Because right now we are moving closer to the photonic belts, but what that means is in the trajectory of this entire universe, the vibrational frequency collectively is higher, which is why the veil is thinning, which means more people are intuitive and tuning into information, which is why the talk about UFOs and ET contact is now becoming mainstream, because entire humanity is going to have access to that information from their subconscious now. And this is, this is the name of our current state so if we are parasitic towards ourselves, our vibrational frequency won't match this new potential evolution and we will project into our reality. We will see nothing but what we have inside of us. So how we change that is by changing the internal. That's it. There is nothing external to you, essentially. Uh, you literally can begin to uh, transmute um, all of that parasitism begin to move your vortex. When you're parasitic, your vortex stops moving. Uh, it becomes sluggish. You know, when it stops, you know, you're dead. But when it goes really slow, you're not, you're not being a conduit of life force. Source cannot move through you. 
So as you begin to speed that up by raising your vibrational frequency, not just smile on your face, this is subconscious programming of understanding that you are creation. That's where you start changing. And this is how the external begins to change. And you are so interconnected to the network of the morphogenetic field that you create a ripple effect in the rest of the field. This is why every human doing shadow work right now is so important in choosing the timelines that we're experiencing collectively because we all contribute to what we experience. So parasitism, um, as seen from the victim or the one that is receiving, receiving and helpless, is a, is a mindset. It's a filter of perception that can be broken and shifted, essentially. Um, and my invitation is to go into a state of creation in where you can begin to see unity internally and externally. And that's where things start to change in the world around us, as we're seeing today, which is really exciting. I agree with you. I suppose it it is better to do that work on yourself so that you can rid yourself of of parasitic worldviews and other things. And um, guard your consciousness is the main thing I tell people all the time. Guard your consciousness. Be wary of what you put inside of it because it's just going to recreate that. That's what you're going to see. And I'm a big... Um, progenitor of the concepts don't listen to mainstream music don't listen don't watch movies or television because that is programming your subconscious with ideas and there's entity attachments and all these other things that i would like for you to explain because i've heard you talking about it and you know so much more than i do so yeah thank you um you know it is really important and i just want to uh, take you back to uh, this plays a role in the understanding of humanity how we ended up where we are today because of because of these parasitic systems that have been implemented now remember that those that become parasites what do they think they think that what is external will help them survive Okay, so in order for them to survive, they need to feed off the external. So what happens? The parasite, the parasitic aspect of our dualistic reality uh, creates systems in which makes uh, the organisms become dependent, become slaves, working, uh, living in a state of survival. How do you do that? You keep them unconscious, dormant, unhealthy, uh, and sad, angry, and helpless. Okay, so you, the first three chakras, you manipulate them. You, you manipulate their sexuality, their sex drive, everything about sex. You manipulate the way that they are feeling at home. Do they feel safe? Do they feel unsafe? You manipulate their emotions. Do they feel helpless or not? Okay, so when you when you have a handle on these three things, you can make anyone do anything at any time. So all of these things have been utilized to create systems of control, essentially. Why? Because then you have amazing consumers and perfectly operating, functioning, uh, essentially, you know, just drones, robots that just do whatever you tell them to do. So this is where we become dormant and we become so close to this artificial intelligence where we don't become conscious and aware of ourselves. Um, So music, uh, the entertainment industry, media, fashion, all of these things, uh, food, uh, the way that food is being created nowadays, all of these things are utilized in a sense, you can say weaponized, if you want to say, uh, in order to keep the human in a dormant state because when you manipulate them
jam. A lot of the music today, uh, and this, I mean, you can research this, it's widely known that the different vibrational frequency, the hertz that are being utilized for music today is very specific. We are very sensitive instruments of vibrational frequency. When we, when we are in, in the environment of a music and a sound that is not in alignment with the natural octave, Okay, it is literally edited to not be in alignment with nature. The human gets sick, it gets angry. And we can look at Dr. Emoto's work with water, with crystal, with crystallization of water, uh, to understand how how geometric forms and shapes are produced by different vibrational frequencies, but we are mostly water. Okay, so uh, that being said, this electro, uh, this bioelectrical system that we have in the body uh, really becomes distorted. And our focus is survival, sex, uh, and helplessness, or not complete disconnect from the physical body and our emotions. So this is what happens. And it's the same way with um, mind control and uh, media manipulation, as we have seen over the past uh, few years, you know, in, in a sense where people have become so disconnected from their bodies and from their intuition and, and discernment that completely confused, you don't know what to do. So this creates a major distortion in the body and we essentially you're entering into the realm of the parasitic system of becoming a parasite because again you're at war internally so what happens is that you attract and you become resonant to other parasites and there are different uh, layers overlays of reality that we are constantly interacting with because we are multidimensional we are actually 13 dimensional layers that interact in this realm but we have infinite layers until we embody source um, as source. So um, essentially in these layers, we are constantly moving interdimensionally. And if you have a lot of parasitic energy within you, you attract parasites, especially in dream time. And that's something I wanted to say about you. You said guard your consciousness. Well, the key to no longer embodying and being in resonance with parasites is by embodying neutrality. Okay, so this is the key, the zero point. It's what I teach is the zero point. When you embody neutrality, and neutrality is something that we have to train for by deprogramming subconscious programs of separation, okay? When you enter into the zero point, now your vortex is spinning. Now you have the ability of from that neutrality will emerge unconditional love to yourself, no things, and you are no longer in resonance with lower density, uh, entities or attachments, which are your own self. They are fractals of your own self, okay, that are being experienced through this parasitic aspect. Everything is a fractal of our own self. Even these uh, beings, even what we know as ETs or interdimensionals, are fractals of our own self because we are so deeply interconnected. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that, that functions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, it was very well said. I mean, uh, well, there's so many questions, Geraldine. <laughs> there's so many questions. I think that um, where I want to go with this before we wrap up is that there are certain things that happen to you once you do this work. And it's like, it's things that you, you can never go backwards, in other words. Like certain mm. things that happened to me, like uh, anytime I would eat meat, I would get violently ill. 
that started happening to me earlier on. And that yeah. was shortly after that experience with the bright lights thing. Interesting. And yeah. um, I would hear things in meditation like stop drinking coffee. Uh, mm. stop don't eat any more meat don't eat cheese yeah. don't do certain things and it would just be instructions stop watching television stop listening to music which was hard for me because i was a professional musician <laughs> so i had to learn that i had to go and then study what music's real intent was and i started learning all about the frequencies and things like that you know and wow. um you are so right whereas this music is purposely engineered to jar you on a cellular level and yeah. keep you in those lower um, energy levels. And it, it's very, uh, I don't want to say nefarious, but it's very clever because it's something that you can't help but enjoy, you know, and that's why it's so difficult for mm. people to deprogram from that aspect of the matrix system because movies are so enjoyable, you know, they, and they don't realize that the things that they, love to watch and love to listen to they're emotionally identifying with which is just re-hardwiring the same old patterns of behavior and it stagnates their growth and it's you know blocks their intuition and, and they can't create anything new so uh, it's an, the other question i wanted to ask you about is exactly how these entities bind to you like in music videos there's the language of the subconscious is symbolism as well well we know that because that's something that's being repeated all the time now so a lot of people have heard that but you touched on something as well that i've never heard anyone else say and i kind of smiled it was that uh, the the understanding of what it's like to be one with the creator or something like that i i tell people the subconscious has a particular language and it sounds a lot like i understand what it feels like to be supported by the creator of all that is or something like that i understand what it feels like to be safe not I am safe. I understand what it feels like. It's different mm -hmm. dimensions to it. Correct. And yes. it seems to be difficult for the average person to understand. So could you unpack those concepts and tell us how things jump on us and get stuck on our energy in that parasitic way from consuming certain things? Yeah, absolutely. Well, those are two questions. I feel like I have to write it down. Um, you know, Okay, so how they jump on us and how they attract. Well, here's the thing. We think that these things are separate to us. You know, we think it's something that's external to us. And this is the thing that a lot of people have a really hard time understanding. And even me in my in my process, it was really hard for me to get that because I was like, no, I'm not this thing, this horrible thing that is feeding off me, making me want to do these horrible things. That's not me. Um, but the breaking point, the the aha moment, the transmutation occurs when you begin to understand what oneness is, becoming one. It's not it's not an abstract concept, and this is where I learned about the morphogenetic field. It literally in our DNA we have encoded patterns of behavior. Because we inherit trauma, we are also inheriting patterns of interdimensional contact, the way we leave the body through generations, through our ancestral lineage. All of that plays a role in how we are behaving here right now today. So actually, we are made up of programs. When you study artificial intelligence, it's amazing. The scientists are like, well, we don't know if they're conscious. We just input a bunch of programs and they respond to us. They, they sound pretty conscious, but we're not sure where the program begins and where now consciousness comes out right so we're we're the same so the reason why these systems are able to manipulate us in the way we do is because they have learned us in such a profound way we've been inputting all of our desires
desires, hopes, dreams into the system of artificial intelligence through internet and everything else, uh, machine learning, learning, learning how we function. And the system knows us better than we know ourselves. That's the thing, our level of awareness of our emotions. One of the things that I work with my clients on a daily basis in DNA reprogramming, which was what I do, it's amazing how my my clients have such a hard time naming out the the emotion that they're feeling because there's been a severing between the mind and the body the the thing is that the emotions is language of vibrational frequency if we cannot verbalize that emotion and identify it um then we're disconnected then we're then we're we become slaves to that emotion because it's like a shadow that's lurking so this is what essentially is manifesting into an entity or an attachment you can say okay this hidden part of us that we haven't looked at is what it, we become slaves to because we have lots of subconscious cords and connections that are manipulating us and it goes so deep into the subconscious mind that even the biome the biome which is like a second brain is directing and also surviving off those patterns of behavior of survival you know so it's amazing how you mentioned that you were able to change your diet as you got these messages same thing the more i would meditate i would literally just naturally gear towards a very specific diet and it wasn't until years later that people said, God, you eat so interesting. And I, I didn't realize that I had made that change just naturally, which is why I don't normally push a diet on people. I tell them, do the shadow work and see what you what you're attracted to after that. This is how we organically change. And from the inside out, things that we are in resonance to no longer come in resonance to us. So these attachments when you do shadow work, you follow the emotions. So let's say the thought form that something triggers in you is a survival, a feeling of unworthiness. You notice where in the body you're holding on to that emotion, and you begin to unpack it. Emotions have layers. And because of the holographic system, we store them in the muscles. In the, we, it programs how your nervous system responds and then epigenetically how that information is stored in the body creating the systems so hacking these emotions is by working with that emotional root you'll discover that you experience that emotion at a childhood from the womb until the age of seven we become deeply programmed we create very intense layers of perception um, so when you begin to unpack that that's where you can integrate the human these first seven years from the womb. If you can change the perception of these children, aspects of you, you can really change who you are. And your entire organism multidimensionally will also change. Any attachments, um, people, places, and things that you're attracting to, parasitic cycles in your relationship, careers, um, you know, manifestation, money blockages, all these things are a natural expression of what you're having internally. So I'm not sure if I answered the question. I hope I did. It was a damn good answer. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> awesome. So Geraldine, I'd love to talk with you for at least another hour, but we got to wrap it up. Where can we find you? Yeah, thank you so much. If you want to work with me, you can reach me at GeraldineRosco.com. It'd be an honor to work with you, hypnotherapy or DNA. And if you're an experiencer and you want to learn more about your experience, I have a free support group. You can reach me at HybridMother.com and my YouTube channel at Geraldine Orozco. Thank you so much for having me, John. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for being on the Boundless Authenticity Podcast.
You're listening to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast, where we discuss everything related to the evolution of human consciousness. At the very least, people need to understand that the United States builds bunkers, which are basically cities underground every three months. Basically, when you dream, you tap into your subconscious. It is your nocturnal intuition, your creativity and imagination unchained from conscious reason, ego and logic. They're biologically alive, but they have no soul. They have AI consciousness. They can alter your consciousness and the brain if you have a brain. We live in a multidimensional reality. Whether it comes through esoteric information in the spiritual realms or the UFO people experiencers or mainstream through quantum physics and through mainstream science now realizing that parallel dimensions probably exist. We're all spiritual beings. We're all having these human experiences. We've heard that phrase over and over and over. But what does that really mean? You know, all the big questions of life, we have these answers inside of our souls. We're ultimately studying the nature of what it is to be human, good and evil, our psychology, how we think, and our health. That's why I love Bruce Lee's all knowledge is ultimately self-knowledge. The Boundless Authenticity Podcast.